car door on it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what the thing is? Like, I didn't even slam the door on my nail that hard. I was going, I was going to take Bubby and Lulu for a walk. And I went in the back of my car in the back seat. I keep like those disposable bags yeah. just in case. <laughs> and so I went, oh, I got a garbage. I got a, a poop bag in the back of there. So I grabbed one out. And as I'm closing it, my finger's still there. But I didn't slam it. But it All just right. closed. And it was that pain. Like the... F word. Yeah, uh, that's uh, what I'm uh, saying. I'm just uh, like, uh, uh. and it, and it's one of those things where it's like, it got it. Hurt. And I'm like, uh, it's all right. It's just, it's not that bad. And I'm like, I'm gonna still walk, but Lulu. And it just progressively as the walk went on, started throbbing more and hurting more. Especially because it's below your heart. It's all the, it's just thumping, right? Oh my gosh, dude! It was, it was annoying and it was so bad, and I was so pissed off because I'm like. I didn't have to take her for a walk. The dog's blind. She probably doesn't want to go on a walk, but she's also kind of put on a couple of pounds. She needs to walk around, you know. She needs to lose a little bit of that around the gut. So I'm like, I'm doing this for her, but I'm not. She doesn't even want to do it. I don't even want to do it. It's Friday afternoon. I was so mad at myself. It wasn't even like I was with Sid and Tatum. It was just me and just Lulu. And Lulu. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do Lulu. Going to old school. Yeah. yeah. Screw it. I'll take her for a walk. And the day was nice. So I was like, this will be fun. You know, a little daddy uh, dogger yeah. uh, time together. And no, I mean, we did it, but we only made one lap. And I'm like, I'm good. There's an off leash, uh, like dog park, like right in front of me. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's but fun. It is. It's chaos. It's chaos. And there are a lot of dogs. Uh, nobody's been in my place for a while. So, like, the way the sun shines and you can't see, we can talk about this if you want. All right. Yeah. Let's start things up. Hold on. I'll get this going. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Welcome. D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Look at us, Steve. Look at us. We're back. Yes, sir. How about this? Two episodes of the Megacast this week. I saw you put out a mega cast. I mean, we put out a mega cast. Yeah, Ted, you were there in spirit. I gave it a retweet. Oh, uh, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, For the Venture. The uh, Odyssey, our company, yeah. oddly enough, are now doing a podcast for wrestling. Oh, which no I thought kidding. was kind of cool. Like that's yeah. a that's a testament to professional wrestling that our company's like you know what there's value in doing a wrestling podcast for the company, and they got a great guy to do it. He used to work for WWE, and he did their show called The Bump, which was kind of like a talk show on like on online on all their socials and stuff. And he also did another podcast called Mac Mania. You'd love the dude. He's funny as all hell. His name's Evan Mack. All right, uh, and so strong he, name, great name, Evan Mack, and his wife Heidi. They do a podcast called Kick Rocks. And it's all about wrestling. I don't like what I they're talking about. Promo. You could kick rocks. I used to say that term all the time. I know. I thought that's such a great word, to, like great term to use. I, I was just like, that's in the lexicon now. <laughs> and I think you dig it because it's like it's it's not like super hardcore wrestling podcasts, like where you need to like be like they don't get all worked up over like every little nuance of wrestling. It's just fun, lighthearted. And like I told him, I'm like, my favorite part of your podcast is by the end of it, you guys just go off the rails and just talk about things that have nothing to do with wrestling, like the World Baseball Classic or a strange run-in that you had with a guy who in an inadvertent way said something racist to you. I mean, it's just like, it's a great podcast. So we were talking about this last night on the podcast. Do you think it's fair to say not the 90s were like the heyday of the WWE? Ooh, for me, the 80s were. But for, okay. but I can't, I would lose the argument. The 90s on the whole, the Attitude Era, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got The Rock, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, you had Triple H, Shawn Michaels in his prime, Undertaker in his prime. I mean, those are just five right there that I listed off that were like household names. Mankind or Mick Foley or 
Whatever he was right, called. I think yeah. he was Cactus doing Jack. mankind then. Yeah, yeah. like I, we were just talking. Like Cobb's the cop topic was just like, "What do you miss about that?" And he was just talking about WWE because he was like, yeah, "I watched some," and he's like, "I just feel like the." And I'm like, "You're right." I remember in the '90s, like we were really into. I mean, I was into it in the late '80s. I remember going yeah. over to uh, a buddy's house to watch. Like, what was that? Uh, who was the big black dude? Zeus. Oh my god, Tiny Lister. Yeah, and wasn't he with like Macho Man? And they were against like Hulk Hogan. Yes. So that I remember. Was so go- funny, you're right. By the way, the kid's house I went over to, he now has a restaurant in DC that has a goddamn Michelin star. <laughs> okay, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? Uh, I mean, we went to grade school together. But yeah, so like, I, I remember. It was a wrestling themed restaurant, of course, that would get a Michelin star. <laughs> it's not. Oh, damn it. I can't even remember the name of it. But I, so you're right, but like, I, I agreed. Like, for some reason, and don't get me wrong, like, there's still a bunch of good stuff, but I just feel yeah. like the 90s, I guess they're like the attitude era. I was like, that just seemed like it was a peak. It right, was, uh, it, it was ratings bonanza. Right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the yeah, Generation yeah, X. Generation X uh, with uh, Billy Gunn and uh, the badass. Bad, <laughs> yes, X Pac. X Pac. Uh, Road Dog. Road Dog. That's the guy I was trying to think of. <laughs> I got two words for you. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Scotty too hot. The thing is though, when you go back and watch some of it, there was a lot of trash. Like we romanticize about the '90s because of the Attitude Era, but you watch like full episodes, you're like, Floyd, man, what the hell were they writing? Like, you know, it's got a lot of clunkers, but the it good, does. the good stuff was great. I mean, look, Baltimore Arena, whatever they call that damn arena now. Yeah, what was I a senior? Maybe I don't know. We went to like a Monday Night Raw. Yeah, we're in the parking garage. The Godfather's walking out. We scream at him. The girls flash us. Oh, I mean, the, he had the hose. He had the hose with. I mean, it might have been one of the first like like live pair of boobs I'd seen in person. Crazy thing is that guy is a legit. Either owner of or works at a strip club in Vegas. Right. And wasn't the shtick that he would just, every town he'd go to, he'd go to like the main strip club and get some girls? Yes. That's how he got his hose. The whole thing was great. I also miss back in the 90s. Was it Val Venus? Was he the dude Venus that was, was always one like, star guy? Yeah. Always had like the towel. Yeah. But remember like the shows were so great because they'd come, they'd, they'd turn it on, the, 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 the match would start or whatever, and then the entire arena's got signs up in the air, and it was just like a sea of signs. It looks so cool on television. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I that's well. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, what I miss back 80s, 90s too, the be, before the time of cell phones. How amazing was it when you'd watch a wrestling? I mean, any sporting event, but wrestling because it was in like an arena. There was darkness to it, and whenever like the had like someone like up for a superplex, or they're getting ready to drop their big elbow, Macho Man's on the top rope, ready to drop that elbow, and you just see a sea of flashes. Yeah. Because of all the disposable cameras or just like the regular, everyone's camera's flash was going up because this is before cell phones. Like everyone was pulling out their camera to get that shot. And it was just like a strobe light. It was so amazing. And was it Undertaker or Kane who used to come out like from like somewhere in the audience? Like it would just go dark. Yeah. I remember it went dark and we were like kind of freaked out. Like, oh, yes. yes. Like, where is he? It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, those are some of the, I know it sounds like back in our day when we didn't have cell phones, but there was something really cool about like that vibe of an entire arena taking pictures and it just looked so good on television. Yeah. And like made things look, it made like that elbow drop from Macho Man seem more epic because everybody's getting a picture of it. Right. I mean, look, when, even when you talk about like the Super Bowl, right? Isn't that the coolest thing? That first kickoff and just yes. all the flashes? Yeah. <sighs> it's, yeah, man. That's stupid cell phones making it easy for us to take pictures. Glad they didn't <laughs> exist in college. Well, that's what I, so the topic was, what do you miss about the 90s? And I literally said, like, I don't know how we found parties. We had MapQuest. Yes. I'm very happy that like cell phones came along and it made it easier to talk to people. 
I go, but I also think we did a lot of stupid, stupid S that we would have gotten a lot of trouble for. But there wasn't, everybody didn't have a camera. No. So there was no footage. Like, I almost feel bad now for high school kids and college kids because it's yes. like somebody's filming it. Something, someone's got a picture of it. And also made it more fun. Like, in a weird way, like, I look back on some of the crap that we did in college. I'm not even sure if, like, what I'm sharing as a story is 100% factual because maybe over the time, like, when the story, you know, a story, sometimes yeah. things change or things get a little bit more exaggerated, but this is the truth that I remember. And, like, that's that's kind of cool. Like, not, I wish I had a picture of this, but in a way, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Also, it's funny because we were talking about that this morning about they were giving me a hard time, but I contend that the 90s era of music is the greatest era of music. And I'm not just talking about, obviously, I think we're talking about talking maybe about, like, Seattle Rock Day, which is next Friday. And obviously the Seattle grunge scene and rock music was alternative rock, especially was like at its peak during the nineties, but hip hop, regular I, rock. Right. So I, I said, literally, I said it last night, like hip hop obviously starts in the eighties, yeah. but like the mid nineties to me are the quintessential times, right? Yep. Big's first album, Jay-Z, yep. uh, all eyes on me from Pac, like. There's just like hitter after hitter after hitter. Hell, Eminem comes out in the late '90s. I, I was even say with rock, like Blink 182, kind of pops up in the late '90s. Like the pop punk thing kind of started blowing up. Offspring with Smash and Green Day, and then I mean, of course, you can list every Seattle band. But like, I mean, maybe people in the '70s have that same argument because I feel like the '70s is maybe a close second for the best decade of music, but it didn't have hip hop. Correct. And you even look at like pop music in the '90s. Like it wasn't my thing. But man, you put a pop song from the 90s on in a club, on the radio, in a car, everybody's jamming. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because in Spice Girls were 90s? Were they like late 90s? They're like late 90s. Like Backstreet Boys, Insane. I know Spice Girls are because we, I mean, we would have that conversation in high school. Mm-hmm. Which Spice Girl do you want? <laughs> Sporty. <laughs> oh, Baby. Oh, Baby was good. Scary as well. Yeah. I was never really ginger or posh, really never. I mean, they were hot, obviously. Yeah, I see Ginger all the time now because she's married to the team principal of Red Bull. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she pops up in, on that show all the time. Like the first time she popped up, I'm like, that looks like Ginger Spice. I'm like, oh, that is Jerry Hallowell. While we were in Vegas, I thought of you. Did you know there's a big F1 thing happening in Vegas soon? I already have tickets. I was in, a, in an Uber with a guy <laughs> and he's telling me all about this. He goes, you don't it's understand. It's in November. He's like, this is a big deal because we drove by like where they're doing all the construction for it. Yeah. And I see the giant F1 signs and I'm like, Oh, crazy. My buddy, my buddy Ted probably would love to know about this. And I was going to text you and I forgot. <laughs> I literally got my tickets at Live Day. No way. So you're going. Yeah. My buddy was like, got like the pre-code or whatever. But tickets are really expensive. I got to It's Vegas. Yeah. And just F1's just not a cheap sport, especially with all the Americans liking it now. Yeah. That's what we were. I, I do. I sounded like I knew what I was talking about. I'm like, oh yeah. Ever since like, you know, the, the, the dawn of the Netflix show. <laughs> I mean, F1 is just on. He's like, oh, so you're a fan? I'm like, no, actually, no. My friend Ted is. He just tells me all about it, and I see it's on Netflix. He just started laughing. He's like, where's Ted from? I'm like, well, we're in Seattle. He's like, oh, I just just drove someone from Seattle as well. He's like, but dude, you better get a room here because it's going to get expensive. They're going to jack the prices up on all the hotels, too, around here. So, right, we bought our tickets, what was that, November we did Live Day? Yeah. So it was like a year out for, uh, for F1. And then the whole thing was, we're going to book rooms, like right on the strip and this and that. The tickets were so expensive that now we're using a friend of a friend's Airbnb off the strip. That's what I heard. I didn't even, I would never even thought that. Oh, because there's a lot of people that are just going to go down. Because if you just get some of those rooms at the Bellagio or whatever, like you could sit out on your balcony and just, and just watch. watch the race. Oh, so they want to make sure, yeah. 
Yeah, so those 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 room rates are through the roof, but That's it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to hear how it goes. Yeah, and it's at nighttime, Saturday, oh. and chill in my room during the day. I mean, you say that now. I know. <laughs> I just you know. I was telling you my story in Vegas, where I didn't. I, I lost track of what happened in my life from one thirty in the morning to six in the morning. I mean, I was sleeping, but I forgot that I even went back to the hotel and passed out. Yeah, I just want right, which is fine. I'll do that after the race. I just yeah. want to make sure I watch the race. That's fair. Yeah, you want to get your money's worth. Yeah. Ted Talks, starring Detex Smith. Steve, today we're talking about change. Uh oh. Change happens. It's inevitable. Can't be adverse to it. Uh, I now am a commuter, not just a walker. You're suburb Ted. I mean, I guess so. I, technically, I still live in the city, but it feels like the suburbs. You're a suburb Ted. I'm a suburb Ted. You got to take the train to work. Yeah, commuting. Yeah. You're commuting to work. Your I'm, commute's as long as mine now. Is it really? It takes about 45 minutes to get here, 40, 45 minutes for me to get to work. That's wild. Grant, I'm driving and you have to deal with like walking. You, you live closer. I do, but also mine will remain the same no matter the traffic because I'm just on the light rail. Yeah, that's a good point. Like me leaving it today after we do this podcast, it's more like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what happens, like, if you have a day off, like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, you ever driven up here at like eight in the morning? I have. That's got to be brutal. And it, it, it reminds me of how fortunate I am. As much as it sucks waking up at three in the morning and getting on the road at four in the morning or 3.30 in the morning and getting on the road around four in the morning, I don't like doing that, but when I... Coming to work later in the day when I have to come in for like a meeting or if I'm meeting up with somebody here and it's like during rush hour, I'm like, I would much rather get up early and deal with no traffic than have to deal with this crap. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remember even having a Friday off and going down to my buddy Sal's place in, uh, down in Lacey. Yeah. Like, if he picked me up at like 3 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, like just getting out of the city, then getting through to, I mean, it's just a nightmare. Especially on a Friday. Yeah, because every, everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody wants to get out of town. That's why anytime anyone like here, it's like, oh, can we meet up for a meeting? I'm like, or can you do, I'm like, I could do any day but Friday. I'll, I'll work my schedule around, like I'll cancel things or I'll, I'm okay with getting home late Monday through Thursday. But if you're asking me to stick around on a Friday here, no. I'm leaving as soon as, I mean, 1030 at the latest, I'm leaving this building because it's going to be crap by like noon. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I moved neighborhoods. So, where are you at now? In Northgate? In the Northgate area. Nice. Yeah. Kind of like Teeter. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, it is considered Northgate, but it's like, I don't know. You drive up the road. It's a different neighborhood. It's also weird. Like, I'm closer to some people that I don't think I ever expected Ted Smith in their striking distance. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a good buddy of mine. His uh, partner at his law firm lives up there. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's I was a like, funny. I was like, oh, maybe I'll start hanging out with her and her husband. And he's like, no. I'm like, what could go wrong? And he's like, no, you do not. I was like, yeah. I was like I'll just text him. He's like, you're my guy. Doing. You're my guy. You can't do that. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. You're right by the crack and practice facility. I am. I am. That's pretty cool. It, it, man, that facility is beautiful. That was the fr- I went in there Friday night to get dinner. That was the first time I've been in there. I will say this. The facility is awesome. The bar is very nice. The food is good. It's just a little pricey. They need to tone down the price. It's okay because it's, and I get it. I guess it's fine if you're going for like to watch practice, you're going to like an event. But like we were in there Friday night, like they have like beer leagues and stuff. Oh, yeah. So it's just groups of dudes coming up after they're done. I also said to my, this is shout out to the donkeys. We're sitting at the bar and I go, I think we're the only dudes in here that didn't play hockey tonight. And they're like, how do you know? And I'm like, well, haven't you noticed like every about 45 minutes, a new group of six or seven dudes freshly showered in t-shirts walk in? 
And then the bartender finally goes, which league do you three play in? Ah. I was like, no. like, yeah, the Kraken Hockey League, man. We're Div, <laughs> we're div 5. Don't worry. We're, we're still getting better. Yeah. And then I saw that hockey puck from uh, from from where you went, Plattsburgh, from where you yeah, went to college. Yeah, dude. That was so sick. I, when you sent that, I'm like, where are you? I was like, for a second, I thought maybe you were in New York. I was like, what the F? It just, we sat down. It just caught my eye. I'm like, Plattsburgh? Why do I know that? Oh, yeah. Migsy went to school there. Right. D3 champs, baby. D3 champs. Yeah, so I went in there. There's a, and there's a couple cool bars up there. One I'm not going to name is that might become my local, but also one up uh, a little farther up the street into Shoreline. Uh, went to Touchdowns. Touchdowns. Played some pull tabs. There's some karaoke going. People reminded us they don't do karaoke every Saturday. I was like, okay. Uh, dude, that's actually very nice of them to say that because yeah. I probably would never go back if they, if I was like there. And I'm like, oh, if this is a weekend thing. Remember when we went to that one bar and it became a karaoke bar? We never tapped out quicker. That was brutal. Yeah. That was also just rough. It was a couple it was days before Christmas. It was cold. The I mean, coldest day of the year. Literally the coldest, coldest day of the year. Coldest day of the year. There's hardly anybody in this bar. And then I forget what the first song she opened up with, but it was aggressive. It was. Oh, crap. It was. It, was it a Lady Gaga song? No, I thought it was more sexual than any Lady Gaga song. You're right. It was. Yeah, it was something intense. Darling Nikki by uh, Prince. That's what it was. And yeah. I remember being like. I was great. We had a couple drinks in us, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be good, Ted. This is going to be really good. Because she was like, she kind of had like a sultry look to her. Yeah. And like looked like she was going to just belt it out. And she sounded fine. She was a karaoke, someone who could sing karaoke, but it wasn't as good as, as I was hoping. Oh, so I didn't stay out late Saturday. It's probably only like 10 30, 11, but we're leaving touchdowns. And like when we sat in there, I looked at my buddy, I go, Forget like just radio stuff. I go, this seems like the kind of bar that somebody either knows you or knows me. And we're walking out and this dude taps me. And I'm like, what's up, man? And he's like, gas W guy. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I know you. He's like, I can't remember if he was in. So he was like, member uh, down at Club Sir for Miggs' birthday. I was down there. We were on the party bus drink, smoking my giant joints. And I was like, I don't remember specifically, but I go, that certainly sounds like me, and thank you for the giant joints. And he's like, yeah, man, they were like this big. Because he knew somebody else in one of the bands. And then he started talking about like like deep Seattle rock stuff. And I was like, I got to come back with somebody else that knows more than I do. Dude, that would have been the same way. I'd be like, that doesn't, I don't remember this, but that doesn't sound far off brand. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, well, yeah, we were out back on the party bus smoking these things. I was like, that sounds sounds completely right. I know it sounds douchey, but I'm like, you have no idea how many random people end up on that party bus and end up smoking. Like, they, there's more than I can remember. <laughs> we aren't very exclusive on that party bus. It's pretty much, hey, can I come on the party bus? Sure. I mean, the only time we were exclusive about it was sometimes at the uh, Classic, just because yes. it would get too crowded in there. It would either get too crowded or we'd get too many um, hockey bros. Like, yeah. I mean, we were like a fun group. We were welcoming to everyone, but it got to the point where we were like, no, unless you're like coming on with like your girlfriend, but if it's like a bunch of dudes, it's not, it's never ending well. Like you, You're not on our level. And yeah. it's not like we're above. It's just that we're, we're, we're messed a, up. We're messed up and we're having fun. And yeah. you're drunk and almost ready to rage. And we're not that. Like, we're, we're raging in a fun way. You want to fight. And we don't want to fight. So get the hell off the bus. <laughs> that so, happened a few times where we had to be like, get off our bus. But that was funny. Yeah, leaving, leaving that touch. But I like touchdowns. It's a little yeah. different. It's like, it feels like more like a suburb bar than like bar like in my neighborhood. Also, great, name, great name for it, too. Oddly enough, when the Kraken score a goal, that's what Tatum yells. 
Touchdown? Touchdown. Oh, I like her spirit. I know. Like We could correct her, or we could just let her do that for as long as she goes until she realizes that's not the right term. Have you taken her ice skating yet? We almost did recently, but we weren't able to make... We were going to try and meet up with Danny and his daughter, Lily, when she was in town. All right. And I thought that'd be kind of fun, because... Tatum will sometimes put slippery things under her feet, like paper, and it's terrifying because she'll like go in the hardwoods, and she's like, "Look, Daddy, I'm ice skating." So I think she kind of wants to. And um, she's st- still young enough where she wouldn't have a big fear of it. No, I mean at ballet just yesterday, she was doing something and she started running and tripped and just landed square on her head, and she's just kind of rubbing it. Right, even like the teachers, like, and we're in, we're behind like a glass wall, so we're like, "Oh crap, oh crap!" And she just like starts doing her ballet moves again. I'm like, she's a beast. Yeah, so like that's when I would go back to that bar. Yeah, <laughs> like if you're teaching your kid how to ice skate, you're like, hey, Uncle Ted's up there, look at a course light. Wave to Ted. Hi, Uncle Ted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared to death. People keep asking me, like, you gonna learn to ice skate now? I'm like, I'm terrified to do it. We tried with the hockey tournaments in Spokane. Yeah. We to the point where I think guys even brought extra gear just in case we got Ted drunk enough, which is not really the best way to convince someone to do it. But we just wanted you to get so. We just wanted to get you geared up, have yeah. you in full donkey gear, pads, all like the you know not not goalie pads, but like just regular gear on yeah. ice skates and just come out for warm ups. Right? And what was even, it? One shift? If one shift, if you're feeling froggy, <laughs> but at least warm ups, so you're out there on the ice with us, and then you sat on, and then you could sit on the bench the entire time with like you know all the gear on. I'm actually shocked we never pulled that off. I didn't, you know what, me too. But honestly, like, I just remember when uh, MCTP started learning to ice skate. And he, I mean, it wasn't even, it seems like everybody breaks that bone in their wrist. Yeah, I was going to say, he broke it quick. Yeah, it was, it was quick. And I mean, he did learn to skate. But yeah, we were sitting there talking about it. And one of my buddies is like, I think I'm going to learn. And I was like, man, I don't know. At 42, I'm just like, ah, I might have missed that train. Because I mean, I don't think I've put on skates since I was like 10. Here's the crazy part I'm supposed to play in a hockey tournament in two weeks. I yeah. think about two weeks, which will mark about the one-year anniversary from the last time I played hockey. So I'm like, do I just go in without ever, without having played in a year, or do I try and find a skate before that? I think you got to get in one skate, don't you? I don't know, but part of me wants to see what happens if I haven't gotten a skate in and just use the warm-ups as my chance to get my bearings back on. Well, I mean, great, because you... I mean, you, you grew up playing roller hockey, but you yeah. were still an adult when you had to learn how to actually, actually yeah. ice skate, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. know. We'll see. I mean, can adults use the little thing that you hold on to? Oh, like the walker? Yeah. I want to use the one that's shaped like a dolphin. Right. If I get that, then yeah, I'll go get a, take an ice skating lesson. Oh, I think we can make that happen. <laughs> I know we got to run, but let's do a quick uh, rundown of the world of sports. Yeah. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport. The thrill of victory. The agony of defeat. This is the Ted Smiths Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people, great popcorn. I gotta send my family my new address. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. Just all talking. That's always the biggest pain in the butt. And then like having that weird feeling of stuff being sent to my old address and I'm not getting it. Yeah, they should forward it, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to do a few of those things. Did you do that with the mail and all that? Yeah, as I switched my address in my old place. Nice. All right, Suburb Ted. Suburb Ted. (laughs) All right. Uh, First of all, big shout out to Jordan Morris and the Seattle Sounders. Dude. He had a haul 
on Saturday. And I only know what that term means now as I had to look it up. That's four goals. Hall. H-A-U-L? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, because I knew a brace was two, hat trick, obviously. Yeah. Then it was like a haul, and I was like, damn. Four goals. Four goals. What did they win? Like 4 1 or 4 2? Okay, 4 1. They went 4 1. He had all four of them. I love the video of him like celebrating. I think it might have been after the fourth goal. (laughs) Everybody's giving him a middle finger. And I think like the Sounders PR department or whoever their social media person is uh, put happy face emojis over the finger. Right. It just said feeling the love. Yeah. I was like, that is a, that's awesome. The only thing that struck me out is people were like, oh, their fans are so classy. Like, we would do this. I would do the same thing. Like, I probably wouldn't scream F you, but if somebody scored four goals in front of me, I clearly would flip them the bird. Dude, I hate when people go down that road. Like, our fans would never do that. Or I'm like, no, of course they would. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure they have. Like, that's a silly, that's a silly flex to have. Like, our fans are classier. No, they're not. <laughs> no. We're all classless sports fans. Throw puts it best sometimes, right? Like, it's fans, because the word is fanatic. Yes. Right. <laughs> of course they're going to flip them off. If someone scored four goals on the Kraken and started, like, pulling a move like that and, like, kind of, like, waving at everybody, you bet your ass if I was close to the glass, I'd be banging on the glass, flipping them off. Yeah, exactly. Unless if I was with my wife, I'd be banging on the glass, giving them the thumbs down. <laughs> Actually, I feel like that would be even worse. That's, like, the new thing, the thumbs down. Thumbs down. Well, when you flip somebody off, they just get so ramped up so yeah. quick. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got going on. Uh, if Steve, you'd be happy to know. I don't know. I know. I don't know what time you go to sleep on Saturday nights. Are you wrestling Saturday? This Saturday? Yeah. No, we've got a weekend off. Okay. This might be an opportunity to watch an F1 race because they're in Australia. So that starts at 10 p.m. Saturday night for us. Dad, I'll probably be asleep by then. Okay. <laughs> Because me not wrestling means all day with Tatum. By 9 o'clock, ta- Daddy-O is passed out on the couchio. <laughs> I'll try. I get putting the kids to sleep at like 9 or 10. I'm like, oh, 10 one Daddy-O's cracking a bureau. Yeah, yeah. No, usually we get Tatum down by like 8-ish, and then it's like that hour of just like, woo, what are we going to do? And then next thing you know, Sid's asleep by 8.45. I watch some wrestling. 15 minutes into it, I'm passed out. That's what I was like. Well, maybe he says something like 11. Well, you know what? If, I, if we end up watching TV in bed, I'll try my best to watch F1. And honestly, look, the races are cool, but like th- some of the most exciting part is just that first lap. Those okay. guys are jockeying in position. They're getting off the line. But yes, yeah, nice. if you ever wanted to watch F1, this might be a good way. You don't have to get up at freaking 5 a.m. or whatever, or 4 a.m. The sad thing is I have a better chance of doing that than staying up until 10 p.m. <laughs> Only do. But 10 p.m. Saturday night, that'll be cool. Uh, I'm sticking with my guy, Pierre Gasly. And then I think the biggest thing in Seattle this week, baseball's back. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, opening day. Thursday night. Uh, a quick plug for BJ and Miggs. We have Ryan Roland Smith, former Mariners pitcher, works with Root Sports. That's awesome. Great. He's awesome. We have him on a lot, but we have him on to preview the season at 7.15 tomorrow morning, so that's going to be a lot of fun. That's cool. I'm fired up about that. He's Mariners. the Australian guy, right? Yes. Got to ask him about uh, Daniel, Daniel Ricardo. And, I mean, the race is in Australia this weekend. I will ask him. You know, that's awesome. You have the baseball expert on that does commentary for the Mariners. You know what it's like, like, Ted says I should ask you about F1. Dude, we've had some strange conversations with him. I was trying to convince him to call uh, Julio not to use J-Rod as a nickname when he first came up. I'm like, J-Rod's a dumb nickname. And he was like, you know what? I'm not really a fan of it either because of the whole A-Rod thing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what would be a good nickname for Julio? And he's like, what? And I'm like, start calling him Julio Gulio. And he's like, Uh (laughs) Julio, Julio. 
<laughs> Why don't you just call him Cornulio? <laughs> All right. And he wasn't feeling that one. He laughed it off. I even texted him later. I'm like, dude, don't forget. I think I might even still have the text of like us talking about Julio. Because he texted me after we had him on. He's just like, He's like, you know what, though? I, I agree, though. Uh, J-Rod, not my favorite nickname. I'm like, yeah, that's why we got to go with Julio Gulio, man. He's like, yeah, I'm with you with the J-Rod, A-Rod thing as well. And I wrote, Julio Gulio, no response. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. That, that nickname is his nickname now, so it's going to be in there. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I would have to imagine that uh, T-Mobile Park will be electric this weekend. Oh, it's going to be. And the crazy thing is, I think Danny and I are going in a cracking game tomorrow night for Mariners opening, opening day, which seems to be the right way to celebrate opening day. Yeah, go watch some hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I, the Kraken are still, what, second or third in the division? Uh, they are fourth, I they're believe. They're fourth. They're, they're, they're in the top wildcard spot, though. All right. I guaranteed about a month ago, I go, they're making the playoffs. Now I'm getting a little worried. If they don't make the playoffs, I'll be disappointed. I think that it would take a call. But, you know, they're such a streaky team. I just hope they don't go on a big losing streak at the end of the season. Because right now, well, you got Vegas, you have the Kings, and then the Oilers that are ahead of them. All right. I mean, if they go on a good winning streak, there's still hope that they could finish in first or second. I was going to say, they might go on a streak. By the way, Connor McDavid, he's a, he's a machine. Did you see that goal last week? I don't know if I had. So it's like, I, I think it was overtime or something. Like, he goes down, takes a shot, the goaltender stops it, but then the pass doesn't clear the blue line, and they just dump it back into him, and then he scores. And it's just like, like even when he misses, he still scores. He's so good. It's insane. <laughs> it's like he's, yeah, he's, he's a machine. Might be my favorite thing on Twitter now. I don't know Edmonton's schedule. Yeah. I just like, usually around eight or nine, at some point watching TV, I'll scroll through and it'll just, I'll just see either McDavid or Connor. Yeah, yeah let me see I, what I'm awesome just, thing he did. Right? Like, let's just see what he did tonight. It's either a sick pass, a sick move, or a great goal. Right. Or he just sped past somebody yeah. unbelievably. I can't remember any player, but there was one player who was like, yeah, I had to stop rooming with him. He was just too extreme. Because I was like, he'd be like, what are you eating? He's like, that's too many calories. Like, that's not good for a game. Like, he was like that guy. That like, doesn't shock. He's no. so good. Like, he's like obsessively in perfect shape. <laughs> to the point where what does the season end? Oh, dude, we're like eight games away from the season ending. That's what I was thinking, right? Because we got only like five more games at home, I think. Right. Because then, right. Because the, the, I know, I know, like, we're getting close to like NHL and NBA playoffs. Yeah. And also, quick shout out since we're talking Seattle sports. Welcome back, Bobby Wagner, baby. That is pretty big. That, that was awesome. That yeah, made I my weekend, it. man. <laughs> Very cool. I like Diggs. He's like, I tweeted this out first. I should get credit. I know. I love he's like, sources say, blah, 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 blah. Source, me, Quandre Diggs. And I was like, <laughs> yes. It's like, that guy's becoming general manager of the year right there. <laughs> I'm trying to calm down with the NFL stuff. I said it last year. Like, it just, it could take over the whole year. And I'm like, I'm a sports fan. You got the Final Four this weekend as well. Yep. Bunch so. of teams that... I think all are fourth seed or lower, right? Yeah, like UConn, Miami. At least those are two big universities. But yeah, I know that Florida team, Florida Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. You you really should. I mean, I know they're the Owls now. Yeah, I had no idea who the hell they were. And who are they playing? Creighton. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, who is this team? <laughs> okay. Well, small colleges, you can get a basketball program up to speed pretty quickly. Clearly, yeah. It's it's much tougher with like college football when those universities step up to D one. It's like, ooh, this is gonna be a long time. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, that's what makes the college basketball fun though when you get those like Cinderella stories. Yeah, I also think it's funny. Everybody's like nil, nil. Like, there's no chance for these small schools anymore. It's like, ah, I don't know. Look at the Final Four. <laughs> yeah, I think that they proved that wrong. I saw one coach had a good line. He was just like, 
look, like it's a line we've heard a thousand times from our, our old boss, right? You can't just do stuff because that's the way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it doesn't matter what I think about it. This is the landscape. We got it. We got to work. Right. We got to keep going forward. 100%. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back next week. Sure thing, Porky Pig. <laughs> that's all, folks. That's all, folks. Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Whoa.